episode of I Worked at the Fabulous Palm Springs Follies. Today is October 28th of 2021, and for the past few days I've been mulling over what this particular episode should be. For some reason, all I could think about was the Mercer Brothers. I did not really know why I was thinking about the Mercer Brothers so much. I had a couple of other ideas that were tumbling around in my head, and I'm going to get to those at some point. The Mercer Brothers I kept coming back to for some reason, and I don't know why until today, October 28th. Today, as I was scrolling through my Facebook feed here, I see October 28th, 2014. Good night, bud. Thanks for all the laughs. So on this day, in 2014, Bud Mercer passed away at the age of 101. Jim passed away in 2003, I believe, yes. There's everyone at the Follies I've always learned something from. We've already talked about things that I've learned from Mr. Markowitz, things that I learned from Mary, uh, things that I learned from other people we worked with, and Foster Brooks other stars. The Mercer brothers were no exception to this. Jim, to me, always seemed like that mischievous one. He was always on the lookout for the next laugh. Where could he get it from? What could it produce? That sort of thing. And Bud always seemed like more of the, the straight man. Bud had this wonderful air about him that was just calm he was much too old to be a hippie, yet he had that wonderful hippie vibe about him. There are a lot of great videos out there of the Mercer Brothers performing together and of them performing separately even with uh, their sons, nephews as well. One of the best is, uh, it's called Tika Tika, and I believe we did this number in the Follies one year. Great number with the two brothers and uh, you know, kind of the Carmen Miranda lady singing. Just a, a fabulous one to watch. It's preserved very well, great. It's black and white, of course, it's high definition. Now, the boys, being the age they were, they were coming up in vaudeville and they were just getting rolling when World War II happened. And that, that Tika Tika is from 1942. Um, and I believe that was before the boys went into uh, the service. Both of them served in the U.S. Army Air Corps, which would then become, of course, the Air Force. Bud was a radio operator, and Jim was a flight engineer. Totally see them both doing those jobs, because Jim as a flight engineer meant that he was probably on the flight line with the pilots, with the mechanics, doing all sorts of things, being one of the boys. Bud, as a radio operator, straight and narrow, things had to get said a certain way, put out a certain way, so that everyone knew what was going on. That just keeps going on in their lives. One of the most amazing things about the Mercer Brothers, and one of the things that uh, caught the attention of directors and other stars that used them in their movies, was the fact that they could, uh, they were very synchronized in their dance numbers. And wow, some of those, when you see some of that stuff from the 40s and 50s that they did and into the 60s with Ed Sullivan, whew, 
it, it's incredible the moves they make. It, it, and it's heartbreaking that they weren't bigger than they, they, I mean, they were already big. They they knew a lot of people and worked with a lot of people in this industry, so they were big, but they really could have been superstars. Uh, you know, right up there, when you talk about a, a Fred Astaire and a Ginger Rogers, you should be able to talk about the Mercer Brothers right there. And I don't say that because I got, I had the, the, the great fortune of working with them. When you look back on these videos and you see what they were doing, nobody else was doing this sort of thing. And they had great personalities as well. The facial expressions that these guys would do, over the top. At the Follies, they participated really in almost every act uh, with the exception of Pretty Girl, probably. They were almost in every act of the Follies doing something. They also had their own act in the Follies where they played banjo and told jokes and did soft shoe dancing at this time, not tap shoe dancing. Then they would always have uh, a big part of the salute to the 40s and the, the World War II uh, that we always had. And then many years they recited the grand old flag just the two of them on stage one spotlight and you can find that on youtube as well there are some great videos of them doing that number at, at the follies what did you learn from them steve because you said you learned something from them well i learned <laughs> Something that I carry with me to this day, and anytime I've, I've been in a theatrical situation, especially if it was a comedic situation, white socks. White socks are funny. I forget exactly how it came up, but it came up with both of them one day. And maybe they were wearing tuxedos. I'm not 100% sure. I feel like it involved either uh, Mr. Markowitz or possibly uh, Howard Keel. The story in my mind goes that Something wasn't working out. Something wasn't funny. And Jim says, well, because you're not wearing white socks. And I kind of let it slide at the time. We were in rehearsals or whatever. A while later, we got together and I said, Jim, what's that about white socks? And Bud says, oh, well, white socks are comedy. Jim says, well, that's absolutely true. He goes, look at any great funny man. They're wearing white socks. You know, they both said white socks equals comedy. That's what I learned. That's just one of the things I learned from the Mercer Brothers. One of the other things I learned, especially from, uh, well, from Jim, I learned watching his art of com comedic timing and watching how if something failed, if he broke a banjo string, and, and I, I swear he would do that on purpose sometimes. There were other times maybe something didn't go quite right, but Jim was so quick to adjust. There are so many performers that when something goes wrong, they freeze up and don't know how to act. Don't They don't know how to recover from it. But Jim, he could spin on a dime and, and knew exactly what was going on. And from Bud, and I'm sorry I didn't get to tell Bud this while he was still alive and I was around him. From Bud, I've learned a calmness in the, in the show business world. And Bud had this just aura about him, this calmness about him. And as I look back on some of the interviews, there's a great interview in the San Luis, Luis Obispo paper that they did with Bud. He sort of talks about that. And one of the things he says, and Bud was a great proponent of health as well. He lived to 101, so take that, everybody else. 
Bud says in 2012, a happy mind makes a healthy body. Never get angry, never be hateful, never get anxieties. They're all negative emotions. Just keep the happiness. It's helped me so far. Wow. It seems so simple. We say that sort of thing all the time to people. You know, calm down. Yet, the way Bud personified it, and the way Bud lived it, and the way Jim, in his own way, lived that as well, using comedy to bring that about. And I so wish that we could bring that vaudeville feel back, because vaudeville could be funny, be hilarious, and they did it without having to be, you know, so over-the-top body as we get so much comedy today. They didn't have to, you know, everything wasn't just so in-your-face as far as, um, in you, you know, uh, over-the-top sexualizing of things and, and curse words, things like that. It was just funny. It was funny to watch them um, move in these different situations that they had. Uh, the physical comedy that vaudevillians did, the dancing, the singing, they had to be multi-talented. They couldn't be just one-dimensional stand-up comedians. They couldn't just be one-dimensional singers. They had to be able to do it all. And they were constantly, the Mercer Brothers were constantly doing something to refine their act over the years. They were always looking for ways to make that banjo number better or different or that soft shoe number. Something, just little things that they could add here and there that elevated their art and brought even more joy and happiness to those of us that worked with them and those of you that came to the Follies to see them. And I guess that's why they've been weighing on my mind the last few days because here we are seven years later after Bud's passing. They, they were at the Follies for 11 seasons. I can recall during my last couple of years there that health was becoming a little bit of an issue with them and they did they did miss a couple of shows my last season there which was uh 2002 <clears throat> and when jim passed away in 2003 bud kind of officially retired uh, at least from the follies he didn't he says that he didn't want to become a solo artist after 70 years as a duo with his brother and at one time they had a their sister was with them in the early days as well and we had such great opportunities at the follies that we don't get in a lot of these shows especially here in las vegas we had great opportunities at the follies to actually interact with the performers to actually talk to the performers to to learn about them, to hear their stories, to learn how we can do things in the future in our own lives, in our own performances, or our, whatever we did. We had such amazing opportunities that Mary and Riff allowed us to have at the Follies. And on that note, I want to say, just like I said in 2014, good night, bud. Good night, Jim. You guys, just absolutely fantastic. I'm looking at a picture of them right now. And it's the number where they had played their banjos. They were sitting on their stools, played their banjos. And then they got up and they would do the soft shoe and then they'd be off the stage. And the joy in their eyes. This had to be from, I think, my last year there. They've got these wonderful... <laughs> <laughs> 
white jackets on with blue sparkly um, vests and hats and their black pants and their shiny black shoes. Pure joy. Pure joy. And at this time, I believe Bud was starting to lose his eyesight a bit as well. Yet he never lost that joy that you see on his face. Just two fantastic guys. And I'll put some links to some of their YouTube videos so that you can click on them and watch them yourself. I believe it's one of their family members has put these videos up because there's some videos of them performing in the 80s even with other uh, people. There's some musical performances. There's a performance where one of their sons is playing Mr. Bojangles and it's from around 1990. In comes, in comes Bud just doing this wonderful soft shoe and Jim's there doing it as well. They just, I don't know where they're at. It looks like they're in a little club maybe or maybe somebody's house. I can't really tell. Yet the joy that is on their faces of doing what they love to do with their family and performing in front of a camera. They knew a camera was there, of course. One of their most famous appearances for somebody like me, music video shot for MTV in the Plaza Theater. I believe it was after the first year of uh, the show opening. And it was by the band. I'm typing here so I can get everything right. The band was called the Archangels. Basically, Stevie Ray Vaughan's band, and Stevie Ray Vaughan had passed away a year or so before then. The video is, or the song is called Shape I'm In, and it takes place uh, in the Plaza Theater, and many of our Follies dancers are in the, the background. They're dressed in their outfits. I don't know the history of how this video came about. I do know somebody to ask, and I'm going to ask, and maybe we'll do a whole uh, episode just on this video. And the Mercer Brothers are in it as well, playing their banjos with this rock band on stage. I'm watching, it's once I'm playing it right now. So I'll put a link to that as well. And there's also some of the great uh, stage architecture that was there on the Plaza stage for the first couple of years is in this as well. Because I want to talk about, we'll have a couple of episodes on how the stage of the theater evolved over the years and what, how that grew. And I, I hope over the next couple of weeks to have some exciting things about that to show you and talk to you about. Now back to the brothers and their attitude. If the only thing I ever learned was that white socks equals comedy, then I learned all I needed to learn. That's the truth. Because out of that one little sentence comes so much. All the things I talked about Jim and how he, he persevered through the you know problems that would arise while he was doing his job and bud and his attitude jim had a similar attitude just took care of it in a different way both of those things are summed up in that one phrase white socks equals comedy good night sweet mercer brothers you men were giants i love it please go enjoy some of their videos right now there are some exciting things coming over the next month to this podcast Things that I cannot wait to tell you about that are, mm, oh, I want to tell you so bad what's coming. I think it's going to be one of the most exciting things we've heard in a long time. And I've got a couple of trips planned that are going to uh, add to the podcast as well. So this next month is going to be exciting. 
I appreciate each and every one of you that take the time to listen. It means a lot to me. It really does. I thank you very much. Go out there, make your own comedy with your own White Sox this week. Bye.